Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea, and this is JC. Hello. And if you don't know our voices apart yet, because I actually saw a couple comments that were like, oh, I thought JC said this, but it was actually me. Or I thought Chelsea said this, but it was actually JC. This is Chelsea. This is my voice. And I'm talking. This is Chelsea. JC. Hello, this is JC. You know what? I always think that our voices do not sound alike at all. But then sometimes when I listen back to our podcast, I'll hear the similarities. Yeah. I'll try and talk like this from now on so you guys know. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I thought you were saying to be like me. I'm like, I do not have a deep <laughs> like voice. like stupid voice. Um, anyways, that's for all you newcomers. Or maybe you guys have been around for a while and you still can't, you know, differentiate our voices. Wait, do you know what's weird? When I used to listen to My Favorite Murder, I haven't listened to it in a while because um, the true crime during this time is just not what I need. It's not it right now. But um, I always think that their voices are flipped. Like, their voices do not match their faces to yeah. me. Like it feels like it should be the opposite way and I cannot picture it. So when I see a video of them talking, it freaks me out. I know. It is really weird. They have very different voices that you can differentiate very easily. Yes. But they're, it, I don't know why. It's like I picture them as opposite. So it trips me up when I see them. I know. In person. That is that is one of the podcasts where it, it's very different voices. Yeah. Anyways, little life update. Jace, what's been going on in your life? Nothing much. Same old, same old, but I'm going to Arizona for a few days coming up here to see my family for the first time in months. And I am so, so excited. I've literally never been so excited for a vacation, which is funny because I don't really ever, it's not like I'm ever stoked to go to Arizona necessarily Mm -hmm. just because I've grown up there. And especially during the summertime, it's so hot, but I am so excited to just get out of LA. Honestly, I just want to see my family and hang out. And I don't even care that it's going to be so hot. I mean, talk to me in a week. Once I've been there, maybe I'll be just over it at that point. But um, yeah, I'm just really excited. And we're we're going in like a few days. So when you guys hear this, I will be in Arizona probably. Chilling in the chilling. heat. Chilling in the 110 degree weather. Burning in the car. I, I think I am going to get a pedicure because nail salons are open there. And I really hope I can go to a restaurant too. I just mm-hmm. want to feel some sense of normalcy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. I went to a restaurant restaurant there and it was it's kind of weird because it's not necessarily normal but it is it almost feels like you never didn't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, "Oh, this is I forgot this how normal this is." Yeah. Well, do you um, know what I miss a lot? What? Thrift shopping. Mhm. I haven't gone obviously. I'm like, I haven't gone in months. <laughs> but 
I just haven't gone thrift shopping in so long. And I was I thinking the other day how I really want to go, but obviously I can't in LA. So maybe I'll do that in Arizona as well because everything's open. So yeah, we'll see. Everything, well, most everything is open in Arizona. I yeah, mean, I, I don't really know to be honest, but I, I guess some stuff is still. It's pro- It's not 100% back to normal, but it's definitely a lot more normal, quote unquote, than LA is. Right yeah. Now. That's all I know. It's a lot more open. Yes. And I'm looking forward to seeing my family mostly. Yes, definitely. It's so weird. You, again, like you were saying, you never think of Arizona as like this fun place to go because whatever, because we go there all the time too. Yeah. But in this situation, it really does make you, you know, realize what you took advantage of before where it's like, I cannot wait to go to Arizona, which is something I never thought I would say. Yeah. No offense to Arizona, but when it's your hometown, it's not like anything exciting that yeah. you're going to. Um, I have one other life update, actually. I stretched before bed the other night. I was saying I was just like not in a good mood. And Leaf's like, oh, may- maybe it's because you've just been laying on the couch all day and you've been on social media. And I was like, good point. I was on my period. Touché. I was on my period. The hormones were raging. And also my stomach was just hurting so bad all day that I just didn't feel like doing anything. So he's like, why don't you get up and stretch? Um, stretch with me. And I was like, absolutely not. That sounds horrible. And that does not help my period cramps. He's like, really? It seems like it would. So I looked it up and it's like, stretching can reduce cramping, can reduce menstrual cramping and benefit you in all these ways. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll do it. So I stretched. It felt so freaking good. I haven't stretched in so long. And I'm not one of those people that like wakes up, meditates, stretches, but I'm like, I might have to start being that person yeah. because wow, it felt so good. I slept like a baby the next night, literally slept for 10 hours. I woke up at 10 a.m. on Sunday and I rolled over and Leif was still in bed too, but he was, he was awake. And I said, what time is it? And he's like 10 a.m. And I could not believe, cause I did not set an alarm, but oh I always gosh. wake up at like eight probably mm-hmm. at least. Even if I go back to sleep, it's like normally my body just kind of wakes up. I was dead asleep. So it was funny because someone messaged me on Instagram because I posted that I was stretching and they were like, yes, you should stretch every night before bed. Like I do that and it helps me sleep so much better. And so I was thinking maybe that is why I got such an amazing night's sleep. So I'm going to start incorporating stretching more into my routine. Yeah. And because I've been watching Dance Moms, I have been wanting to not, – not necessarily. I'm like, I will now become a professional <laughs> dancer. No, but when I was stretching, I was like, I want to see – just how far gone my splits are at this yeah. point. Because I used to be able to do my splits in all three directions, like front, middle, yeah. and left, or front, middle, and left. Right, left, and middle splits. Like I could front do them backwards all. and forwards. <laughs> I could do them all. So I was like, I have not done that in years. I'm going to see how far gone I am. And I was like a little more impressed than I thought I would be, but it is not good. No, yeah. It is nowhere near touching the ground. And I looked it up and it said – if you're already kind of flexible, which I feel like I'm kind of flexible because obviously I was a dancer and it's not like I'm like completely far gone, but it said you can get your splits or see major progress if you stretch every day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I'm believe sure, that. Yeah. I totally believe that. And it feels so good to be flexible. Like I was telling Leif, there's nothing worse now than when I lean down and it hurts so bad. It stretches yeah, like me so bad. Yeah, tighten up. Yeah, I'm like, it just feels so tight. So I've, I'm going to try. I'm not going to 100% commit to this because I haven't 100% made the commitment to myself yet, but I want to try to stretch more and get my splits. Yeah. I think that would be – how cool would it be if I yeah. could just – I'm like, a cool party trick. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it would feel so good if I could do all my splits again. No, definitely. I feel amazing. So yeah. I'm like, okay, that's completely in my control. So catch me doing my splits. So you can stay tuned to <laughs> my Instagram. Catch me in the middle splits. You guys can stay tuned to my Instagram story for my journey. All right, we're going to take a quick little break to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Sakara. 
If you're working from home like us, stay healthy, focused, and energized with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door from Sakara. Sakara is a nutrition company that believes wellness begins with what you eat. Their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition to your home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals made with organic ingredients and powerful superfoods. Each meal is expertly designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get glowing skin. Could we ask for more? No, we couldn't. From hearty salads and nutrient-dense granolas to savory flatbreads and seasonal fruit parfaits, their ever-changing menu of creative chef-crafted meals makes clean eating delicious and very easy. All of Sakara's meals are 100% plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO, which is amazing and takes out a lot of extra work that you would have to do otherwise. Love to see it. In addition to their delicious meals, Sakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. To boost immunity, try their best-selling daily probiotic blend or their detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your order when you go to sakara.com slash what we said or enter code what we said at checkout. That is sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash what we said to get 20% off your order sakara.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Stretching does feel so amazing. I don't really do it at night unless I have like restless leg syndrome. You know, like sometimes I can feel my legs that they are tight and I'm like, I have to stretch and I'll mm-hmm. get up and stretch on the side of my bed because I can just feel like it. When you stretch also, it's like yoga. It basically like squeezes out the toxins in your body and you can feel that. And when you really focused on it again, it's like being so in the moment which is why yoga is so amazing because it's basically doing that the whole time. But I was going to say with this – oh, gosh, just me banging a rock on the desk. (laughs) I was going to say when I did yoga every single day, um, I did hot yoga, and that helps your flexibility way more because you're just so warmed up. Mm -hmm. And we would stretch at the end of the class. And I was way more flexible then than I was in high school, like doing dance every day because you were were like so focused on stretching. And I remember being like – being able to reach over and grab my toes like all the way. And like everything, I was like, wow, I am way more flexible than I was wow. in high school. I believe it. And because you're doing it just like every single day in this environment where you're just like so focused on the stretch and not just like, you know, I don't know, whatever yeah. else you're focused on in dance class. But yeah, stretching in the morning and at night. I was going to say in the morning, I'm sure it was really beneficial as well. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think anytime – me and Chelsea were just talking about how truly when you're not on your phone all day – you have a great day. (laughs) When you can like really take more moments for yourself to stretch, whether that is stretching, meditating. To me, meditating always seems, has seemed in the past, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Too much. Where I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's like, it almost gives me anxiety to think of meditating. I'm like, I just don't want to sit there like that. But it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so helpful to really just sit there with your breath It feels so, so good and relaxing. Yeah. There's so many health benefits to it and mental benefits to it just all around. Mm -hmm. So good for you to just sit and be in the moment and focus on your breath and, you know, just be zen for a second Mm -hmm. because you don't realize how chaotic your mind is until you have those few moments where it's quiet and you're like, wow, this feels good. Mm -hmm. Like this feels really good. Speaking of which… 
Um, I just spent the weekend with Nick and his friends. So they are my friends too, but Nick has had a group of friends he's known ever since he was in elementary school. And literally he like met one of them in kindergarten and then they all kind of came together. They've been best friends since high school. Everyone, it was kind of similar to like us where everyone in high school is like, yeah, but you're not gonna be friends forever. And they're like, actually we all are married and have kids and we still hang out all the time. Like we're actually still best friends, um, which is cute. Like, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just me and Jay-Z from high school still, but mm-hmm. there's like seven or more of them that are still all best friends. We all went to uh, Newport and stayed in a beach house together, just a couple of them. And um, some of them brought their kids and it was so fun. Not that I didn't think it was going to be fun because I knew it was going to, but I just hadn't hung out with like people in so long. And And in Newport, it wasn't as crazy as LA is right now. So it felt a little bit more like a breath of fresh air and made me realize again, like we were saying, I wasn't on my phone at all, even though we weren't doing anything productive. Like we were just hanging out on the beach, playing games, like riding our bikes to go get acai bowls. It was just so nice to relax and nice to just have fun and like spend time with people you love. And as cheesy as it sounds, I was just like, this is what matters. Like making connections with people, like having conversations, you know, just people matter. Like that's the point is like, you know, building relationships and having those like people that you love in your life and be surrounded by those you love. And it was a great weekend. I just felt so good. And and also my screen time was down so much. And I was like, oh, that's why I was so happy because literally I wasn't just sitting on my phone all day, you know, looking at Instagram or doing whatever. And I think if you're feeling stressed out and if you're feeling a lot like really anxious and while it's good to stay informed and and it's awesome that we have social media to stay up to date with everything, it is okay to take a moment to like step away from social media if you need to be off of it for a couple days and just like give yourself time to breathe, delete the apps or some, I mean, unless you have TikTok because it will delete all of your drafts. Do not, I repeat, do not delete the app unless if you have drafts you want to keep. But Even Instagram, just for a few hours, if that's, yeah, you know, if you feel like you need to be on it for your job or whatever, just yeah. like a few hours without it, honestly. Yeah. And, and distract yourself and do something else. It doesn't even have to be productive. It can just be something else where you're just actually in the moment and your day will be so much better. Agreed. So that being said, today's episode, we're doing an advice column because we know that we also give the absolute best advice that you could ever get on the internet. Well, is this the internet? Um, no, not really. Kind of. Kind of the internet. I think Where are we? Where is the podcast world? Where does this exist? I don't know. We're going to give you guys advice. Um, Take it 100% as the truth and follow exactly what we say. And nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. We each have some different situations that you guys emailed in and we're ready to give you our advice. I'm going to start. Okay. Hi, guys. I want to start by saying that I love listening to your podcast and I always look forward to having a good laugh. What I need advice on is finding friends. I just moved across the country from Maine to California and I'm about to start high school. Thanks again for always making me laugh and having great advice. Wow, that's a move mm-hmm. from the East Coast to the West Coast. West is that a Coast. Song? I'm like, no, it's not a song. Maybe actually. That's really crazy because. I feel like that is a whole new world that you're entering. Because I was going to say, I I didn't move right before high school, but I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but I went to a school outside of my boundary and I didn't know a soul there, which was so weird. And I always look back and I say it's fate because I was supposed to meet Chelsea. I truly believe that the only reason I like 
went to this high school that I went to is to meet Chelsea and Yay. become best friends forever because it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's forever, yeah. Like forever, you think this is a forever <laughs> thing? But anyway, what I'm trying to say is my my move was not nearly as um, intense as this. I didn't really move anywhere, but I did go to a school. I started high school knowing pretty much no one. I don't know. I think I'm trying to think of ways that you can make friends. One of my main things, my main pieces of advice is not to force things. Mm-hmm. And also to be okay with the fact that like it takes a little bit to actually establish your friend group. I had friends freshman year that I don't want to be like, they were placeholders, but it's like, I had, I, I had friends that I'm like, oh yeah, we like get along. We're in a few of the same classes together and we don't really have any other friends. So we kind of stick together. But then it took me like probably a year to find the actual people that I spent like most of high school with. Definitely. I think that happens for most people. Like I'm even thinking about my little brother. He didn't really, I'm like, he was a loser and didn't have any friends. No, but he he didn't have that many friends freshman and sophomore. And I remember him saying stuff sometimes like, I just don't know why I don't have like, everyone has like best friends and I don't really have best friends. But now he's a senior and like, you know, as you get older, I feel like that happens your senior year. It's like now he has best, best friends where it's like the best friendships he's ever had that are like, you know, probably going to be with him for the rest of his life. Yeah. And they just come at their different times. Sometimes you meet those people in elementary school. Sometimes you meet those people in college. Yeah. I don't really have any friends from elementary school. You know what I mean? It's just like different people are different. And I think one really good way to make friends is to be involved in things, to be involved in clubs. Yes. or sports or things like that. I know I made a ton of friends through dance. Like we were all such good friends mm-hmm. in high school on our dance team. So I don't know if you're into sports or anything, but that is definitely such an amazing way to become friends with people. Definitely. Um, or being in clubs or anything like that. Just like, don't be afraid to get involved. But oh my gosh, my middle school experience, like I look Horrible. back at I my, my junior, I hated my junior high years. Same. When I was in eighth grade, I had no friends. Like I genuinely, I mean, I made some friends towards like the middle or end of the year, but I ate lunch alone. I did not mm-hmm. know one soul because yeah. I also moved. I've basically moved every single year ever. So I'm yeah. no stranger to moving. I've went to like seven different schools, which is like, oh my gosh. there's only eight years. Yeah. So basically I moved every single year. It's crazy. So I'm no stranger to that, but it just takes time and don't stress too much over it. But I do think like the number one tangible tip I can have is to like be more involved and join clubs and join sports and stuff like that. And then also be approachable and just like treat people nicely and you'll definitely find friends. Yeah. I was going to say if you, this is cheesy advice, but if you're just yourself, if you genuinely are, you know, you don't have to be 100% confident and comfortable with yourself because you're a teenager. So that's almost impossible. But it's if you are working to be just the best person you want to be, someone who you would want to be friends with, then people will be attracted to you again. It, it goes, maybe listen to our, uh, you know, how to attract good things into your life episode. Mm-hmm. That's such a great um, episode. Because if you give out good vibes, I know You'll some people hate them. the word vibes. My husband informed me of that yesterday. He was like, I really don't like the word vibe. And I say it all the time. And I was like, you know what? Well, that's just too bad well, because just it just too applies bad to everything. Taking a quick little break to tell you about a new, very fun sponsor that I am so excited about, Book of the Month. Book of the Month is a fun book subscription that offers five new and early release books to choose from each month. Their editorial team chooses the books, vetting them from hundreds each month. And let me tell you, I went through some of the books and they all have amazing reviews. I feel like this is such an amazing way to find new books. So members choose the book they want and can add 
on up to two additional books if they want. Um, Book of the Month is commitment-free, so you can skip any month you want as many times as you want. And it's a great way to branch out into new genres or styles. A lot of people say they wouldn't have tried something new if it weren't for the featured books, which I can completely agree with. I will say I'm not a huge novel reader, but JC has inspired me to start reading novels. I usually like read self-help books, but um, I've been wanting to get into it because I feel like it's definitely a better alternative than watching Netflix most nights because that blue light does not do well for my sleep. Um, So I currently am waiting for The Vanishing Half. It's on its way. It's in the mail. They support up-and-coming authors, especially debut writers, and highlight new and diverse backgrounds, which we love and we need more of in today's world. Your first month's book is just $9.99 with code WHATWESAID. The link will be linked in the show notes for you. So go check it out. Okay. Next one. First off, I just want to say how amazing I think you both are, especially with everything going on. You're so loving and fun, but you still take time to talk about the important stuff. It's truly amazing. Anyway, I have a huge problem. I started dating my boyfriend over a year ago and I've only ever interacted with his family four times. Okay. They live 30 minutes away. They're super Catholic and I'm not. I love the Lord, but I'm just a different denomination. His family thinks I converted him, but we just so happened to start dating as he was making the transition from Catholic to Protestant. The first time I met them, they seemed to really like me. Very kind. His sister bought me a drink, etc. Then at a family wedding, I met a sister, his mom, who I hadn't met before, and that sister decided she didn't like me. Apparently, I'm really judgmental. I'm opinionated, sure, but I respect everyone's opinions and make sure people know that. They make up things that I say. They claim I made a comment about skinny bees, which I would never do. They're all teeny tiny, and I don't talk about women's body in negative ways ever. But when my boyfriend asks for specifics, they can never come up with the exact things that I've said or done. They refuse to even give me a chance. And my boyfriend and I are at a loss. We're talking seriously about marriage, but things haven't gotten any better with his family. I really love him and we, and we work well together, but this thing with his family has caused me to put up some serious emotional walls. I don't want to be the one that pulls him away from his family, but he says this would be happening whether or not I was around. They're just choosing to pin the blame on me instead of him. So my question, do I let things be or do I reach out to them and try to find some common ground? I'm connected to one of them on Insta, so I could reach out, but I'm honestly afraid to do so. What should I do? <laughs> That's hard. That is such a rough situation. Yeah. There is Especially when you're new to the family. Yes. There's nothing worse than a rocky situation with the Mm in-laws. It's just like trying to mesh the the dynamic is very hard. Yeah. And in terms of what to do, I feel like it never hurts to reach out. It never hurts like have an honest communication with them. And however they choose to take it is on them. You know, if you're putting forth good effort and you're like, hey, I, I know things have been rocky, you know. I'm getting the impression like I hear things that you say about me and it doesn't seem like you like think very well of me. I'm just wondering like what I've done or, you know, if there's something we can talk about because I genuinely want to have a good relationship with you. I don't want to take your son away from you. Like I want everything to be good, but I just, you know, would would appreciate some clear communication between us. If they decide to do, you know, go crazy on you, then that's That's on them. them. Yeah. And you have, you know, you've done everything that you can possibly do. I agree. So I think definitely reaching out can't hurt. I mean, maybe it can hurt. Maybe it'll be a bad thing, but then you know that you've done everything in your power. Yeah. Okay. I love, love, love you guys. I've been a loyal listener for nearly one year. You guys are my role models and Tuesday is my favorite day of the week. Thank you for staying consistent, genuine, and joyful. What a kind You're welcome. intro. Wow. It's nice to be thanked every once in a while. <laughs> it's nice to get the appreciation you deserve. No, thank you. Seriously. Okay. I need advice for my relationship with my best friend. I love her dearly and we've been besties for a long time. The thing is, sometimes I don't feel the same love back. She's a social butterfly 
So she has a lot of other friends, which means she also has a lot of social engagements. She is not super good about getting back to me on things and sometimes forgets about plans we wanted to make and makes other ones. I'm always down to change plans or make room in my schedule for her, but she does not seem to do the same for me. I know she cares about me a lot, but it's hard to remember that when I don't feel valued. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, am I asking for too much in this friendship? Am I being selfish? I know that what she's doing is unintentional, but it can hurt sometimes. Should I approach her about it? And if so, how? I think I, I think approaching her about it, again, there's no problem with bringing yeah. things up if you're communicating them in a clear, kind way. You know, if you come at her rudely or like, you're doing this. Accu- and if you accuse somebody of something, they're not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So don't go into it, you know, accusing anyone, just explaining your side of the story, you know, like what you feel. Even even just what you've said to us is great. Like, yeah. you know, I know you have a lot of other friends and stuff. Sometimes I don't feel like you value this. Like… I think talking about things is so helpful mm-hmm. and important in relationships. Yeah. Like, and if you guys really are best friends, you should definitely be able to have that conversation. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's important. And it's also like, I don't know, sometimes I think we value things differently than other people. And so I don't know. We have to realize we're all different. And she, like you said, if you know it's unintentional, then I think there's nothing wrong with bringing it to her attention. But sometimes like I don't know how how to how to articulate this, but some certain circumstances or things mean a lot more to maybe you, whereas it's not a big deal to her. Like if she cancels yeah. plans, she doesn't see that as a big deal, but you see that as, you know, a huge thing. Yeah. So you just have to communicate because otherwise there's just a lot of mess. Yeah. Exactly. And and it's the same thing in any relationship. If if something's hurting your feelings, again, even if they have no intention of hurting your feelings, they might not even know that it is. So if you can't get over it on your own and if it's like actually affecting you, then it's your responsibility to bring it up to them because they can't read your mind. Yeah, and let them know like, hey, it actually hurts my feelings when you leave me out. If you don't invite me like places or you don't get back to me and then she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't understand. Like I didn't even realize that that would hurt your feelings. Like I will try my best to be better. Totally. Okay, next one. Hey girls, love the podcast and all the advice you give. So please help. I'm struggling. I've been with my boyfriend for two years and right before quarantine, we moved in together. <laughs> I'm picky about furniture and whatnot. So he sold, stored most of his stuff so I can move my stuff in. Oh, that's nice. Living together has been fine. Ooh, been fine. <laughs> but it hasn't been exciting or what I thought it'd be like. My feelings are becoming more platonic and I don't see myself spending forever with him. He is also the first guy I've ever moved in with. I'm not sure how to bring this up, let alone attempt to move out. I'd be leaving him with an empty house and definitely do not have friends strong enough to help me move out quickly. But how do you have someone you want to leave help you move? Yikes. Major guilt at all around. Okay. Here's the thing about breakups when, oh, sorry. I keep kicking you, Jace, but no, you're good. When it comes to being bored of them, that's not necessarily something. I mean, you can, if you're dating, you, you have every right to leave them, but I hesitate to be like, yes, get this and move out if it's like actually someone you really love, but because you've been in quarantine, you've been with each other 24-7, it's completely normal to get annoyed, bored of, like want to hang out with other people, not date other people, you know, start just making out with everyone you see, but just spending time with other people, that's so normal. That's like Mm -hmm. a marriage. That's the epitome of a marriage. You get into it, like you're never going to find somebody who 24-7 you're like so excited to see. Yeah. And just like so, you know. It takes doing other things. Like sometimes, you know, when you're just around, like especially especially me and life working together 24-7, it's like sometimes it takes me leaving for 
even if it's just all day to do something or it's like I go on a trip or something like that and then I come back and I'm just like extra obsessed because yes. I haven't seen him in so long. So it depends. You have to use your best judgment if it's like yeah. you're just a little bit bored because of quarantine. And if you left for, you know, a week and then came back, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have butterflies to see him. That's a different story than if you're like, no, I just like am not feeling the vibe anymore. It's like, okay, then you have every right to get out of the relationship. Of course. Definitely. It's like we talked about with OK Sis on our, I think it was our episode with your relationships and like marriage. If you're waiting for the person who you're going to be, you know, who it's this magic with where it's like 24 seven, you're just so obsessed with them, think they're the best person ever, you know, want to be around them all the time. Uh, It's not going to happen. So it's about, you know, if he really checks all the boxes for you and you really do love him, but it's like a a situational thing where you're bored or because of quarantine, like most couples probably, it's, you're stuck with them. That's never a good thing to just be stuck with one person for months and months on end. So I I definitely don't want to say like, yeah, this is how you move out with them and break up with them because I... We don't you know. know. Take it's, take a deeper look at it. And if it's really something, if it's an issue, you're like, this is not my guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think in that case, it's like, we can't be, here's the thing, ladies out there. If you are with a guy and you're just like, it, this is not it. Like, it's not it. And I know it. And I feel that this is not right. Let's not waste time being like, yeah. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Nope. Cut it and get out. Like, I think if you're just It like, hurts their feelings more if you stick around. Yes. Let's just cut our losses and like, get it over with, even if it is a pain at this point to move out and you're like, this is not ideal. When's it going to be more ideal? It's like, let's just cut ties now. I think it's better to just lay it all out on the table, say, hey, look, I'm not feeling it anymore. I know this is not ideal at all, but I don't want to waste your time Mm -hmm. or mine. So let's not go any further. Mm -hmm. Cut it out. (laughs) Okay. Hi, JC and Chelsea. It almost seems as if this advice column was calling my name. You are two of my favorite girls ever. Always so inspiring, genuine, positive. So I would love some help on this. I've been talking to this guy for quite some time now. We met in October at a college party and hit it off right away. But back then I had just gotten out of a two-year relationship in high school and we all know those never end great. So I I had told myself I had to be single for a year, find who I am and truly take some time to enjoy being alone and heal. All of my friends and his friends would tell me he really liked me, but I don't know if it was because I was not looking for anything at the time that I refused to believe it. I genuinely thought he only saw me as a friend. Time passed and we became super close friends and I got to see how dreamy he is. Genuinely the sweetest boy I have ever met. He remembers small details about stories I tell him, goes out of his way to hang out with me and always compliments not only my looks, but who I am as a person as well. Which sounds like a keeper. Yeah, which honestly I feel like is rare nowadays, so I love it. A couple of months ago, he confessed to liking me and it got a bit more flirty. Here's my issue. Even though I know he's the sweetest boy I have ever met and we get along so incredibly well, I do not feel a spark. The spark I have felt with other not-so-good boys. So I'm concerned that maybe I'm just trying to like him because I know he would be good for me. He makes me so happy and our connection was instant and our dreams and goals align so well. But does not having the spark mean we should only be friends? Or maybe I don't feel a spark because deep down I'm terrified that such a great guy showed up in my life so soon after a devastating breakup that maybe I'm scared of getting hurt again. Help me, girls. He's coming to visit me from another state at the end of this month. He's literally driving eight hours to hang out with me for just a weekend. But before it gets more serious, I'd like to see where my head is at. Love you, girls, and your podcast as much as I love coffee. XOXO. That's so cute. Um, oh, wow. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. Give it to her. I'm like, yeah. No, <laughs> no, in a good way. Okay. I mean, I kind of relate in, in a little bit because when I first started dating Nick, 
I kind of felt the same way where he was like, just so nice to me. I was confused. Like, how can he like me that much? Whatever. A, a saint, like where I was like, okay, you are literally perfect for me. You're checking off all the boxes, but I don't know if it's like all the way there. Like, I'm just like, you like me a lot more than I think I like you. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's it. Like genuinely when I broke up with him for the first time, I did not think we were ever getting back together. And I was like, we're done. Like, whatever. So something that I feel like I've learned as I've gotten older and as I like started to, you know, date other people and maybe that's what it's going to take for you. Maybe you have to just take some time for yourself and figure out like, you know, maybe in a year or so you'll want to, you'll, you'll realize like, okay, he definitely was the one and I, and I love him and maybe it's just not the time. But if you want to save some time, truthfully, this is going to sound so unromantic, but you can romanticize anything you want to. So it's like, if he really does check off all of the boxes for you, and if he is your dream guy and he treats you amazing and it's like, you get along well. We're like, you can get there. <laughs> well, it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's hard because, uh, wait, have they said that they ever kissed or anything? I don't think she said that they've kissed. They're just friends just, at this point? Yeah, it's got, just gotten a little more flirty. Okay, so this is it because- once me and Nick like kissed for the first time, that's when I was like, okay, we actually have like, you know, good chemistry. I know my dad listens. So cl- plug your ears, Cliff. But like we had like sexual chemistry. I could tell like, it was like, okay, I literally love like kissing you and I'm so attracted to you. But again, there was just like not a spark necessarily, but something missing where I was like, I'm just not, you know, and now it we know it was the timing. Yeah. So I'll give you the story of my aunt who saw my uncle as her, you know, just friend. It was like, no, I'm not feeling it. Like, we're just friends. And then my uncle kissed her. And after the kiss, she was like, whoa, actually, I do like you. And now they're married and they've been married for 20 plus years. So that's so important. Like, let's be real. It's so important to have good chemistry with someone physically. It really is. Even though the, the emotional connection is just as important, if not more, but it's like, well, I don't even want to say more because really the physical connection is super important. So it's like, yes. I think 100% you need to kiss him and then if yes. you, you will, you might get some more insight. Exactly. So if you kiss him and you're like, okay, this is, I also like, like kissing you and like, I'm sexually attracted to you. Then you can get there really. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that sounds so horrible, but it's like, you can get there and whether that's with time or whatever. And it's like working on yourself. Maybe you are exactly what you were saying where I'm saying this because I also was like, so into bad boys and whatever. And, you know, luckily Nick also was a little bit of a bad boy, but not to me. So it was like, kind of did check all of my boxes in a way, but sometimes with <laughs> bad boy check, but if you kind of look more into yourself and it's like why you like the guys you do and what you're looking for in a relationship. And truthfully, everything comes from childhood trauma. Um, like looking into, you know, the issues that you have in relationships and what you think a relationship should be and kind of just facing it a little bit. It tells you so much and it will open yourself up to a whole new perspective on relationships. This is the reason I'm saying this because I feel like girls do chase this magical mystery man and anything that doesn't live up to it, they'll find an issue with it. But then it's like, it just causes so many problems because they're willing to like, on both ends, guys do it too. They'll they'll be willing to give up on someone who is just another human. Like they're looking for someone who's not a human. Right. Like who's just like their perfect match, like Prince Charming. But whoever you're going to be with is just like you. Yeah, they're human. They're going to have bad days. They're going to, you know, say something snarky to you. They're going to, you know whatever. They're not going to be this perfect person. But so also you, don't, we, we don't settle for toxicity, ladies. No, definitely. And, but it, it's, it's a matter of, I don't know necessarily what the word I'm looking for is, but it's all going to be, you always have to work at things. Yes. It's just never going to be this perfect, like 
romantic, like he's the one, mm-hmm. he's a perfect unicorn. It's like, no, we, like yeah. me and life get along very well, but like we have our moments where I'm just like, you're driving me freaking nuts. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah, that's exactly. How, that's how it is. Okay. Hi, I have been struggling lately with motivation. Oh, sorry. It's your turn. Yeah, it is my turn. Uh, sorry. You can go. <laughs> I'll go after Hey guys, I just want to start by saying I recently found your podcast from a friend's recommendation have been really enjoying listening to it. Anyways, I've been feeling very unmotivated lately. Oh. I was at a really good point. I'm like, oh, what a loser. No, literally that was exactly <laughs> what I just read. Oh, really? She, she said, I've been, I've been struggling with lately with motivation. I was at a really good point in my life right before this coronavirus situation with a big dance recital coming up that I was looking forward to, the end of the school year nearing, and summer coming soon. Now that school's closed, my recital is canceled and I don't have any plans for summer. I feel like there's nothing to look forward to in my life and I've been so bored of everything. Any advice? Love you guys. Wow. Sounds probably very um, familiar to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like 2020, we had high hopes for it and it really disappointed. But here's the thing in life. <laughs> you got you to gotta have something to look forward to. You got to have some hope. So whatever it is, even if it's something little, maybe it's not a summer vacation. Maybe it's not something that you were, you know, <sighs> counting on before. But find something to look forward to. And if you have like that little bit of hope that everything's going to be okay, even if it's not exactly how you pictured it and you like are trying to, you know, get rid of those expectations you have and just be, let yourself be, you're going to be a lot happier. Yeah. Even if you can just plan a little like road trip with your friend or something simple that Mm -hmm. you can look forward to. I agree. Having something to look forward to is key. I'm going to read mine because it's similar. It's about the motivation thing. So we can get more motivating um, advice. Hi, I've been struggling lately with motivation. At the beginning of quarantine, I was working out a ton, really focusing on treating my body right. I had lots of fun too. After a couple months of this, working out has begun to feel like a chore. And I feel like I'm getting discouraged because I'm not seeing results. What can I do to bring back the fun and excitement of exercising? P.S. Love the podcast. Oh, totally relate to this. Yes. Um, I have never felt less motivated to work out ever. I was going to the gym really consistently before quarantine happened. Truly, I was in like the best workout routine I'd ever been in mm-hmm. but right before quarantine. I was going to the gym like between three and four times a week and I was sticking to this workout thing and I really loved it. Like you said, yeah. I was having a lot of fun. And then gyms closed down. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I can still do it at home. And then as quarantine has gone on and gone on, gyms still are not open here. Um, or at least the one I go to is not. And It has been a test of my motivation. That is for dang sure. We've talked about this many times. If you're looking for your motivation to always be there, you're going to be disappointed because motivation comes and goes a lot. It's so fleeting. Mm -hmm. So in these moments, we have to work on our self-discipline, which can be really, really hard. And I'm not going to act like for one second, I'm perfect at that. But something I do want to say is that motivation comes from action. And like there have been so many days, most days, I don't work out every single day, by the way, but on the days, like I'll try and work out three times a week. And there have been so many days where I'm just like, I can't, I do not want to Mm -hmm. at all. I have zero motivation. I don't care. I'm not doing it. And then I'm just like, I'm going to do it because it does make me feel good. I know I will feel good if I do it. And once I just start, like a lot of something I've been doing lately is taking lady on a walk because starting to walk and getting outside. Yeah. Once I get and I'll like put on my workout clothes and go on a walk. And then once I'm inside, I'm like kind of warmed up. I'm already in my workout clothes. I'm like, I can get a little workout in. Yeah. So once I start working out, it feels good. And I just keep going. I think there's a few little tips I have, like tangible tips 
One is to put your workout clothes um, out the night before. I know that sounds dumb, but it just kind of gets rid of that little step where you have to like go into your closet and look at your workout stuff and think, oh, what should I wear? And then it just gets complicated. So I will put out a sports bra and leggings on my little bench in my room sometimes. And even sometimes I'll go so far as to put my workout shoes in my socks the night before because it just makes it so seamless. Mm -hmm. Like I get up, it's already right there for me. So I put on my workout clothes and then pretty much like I'm working out because why would I put on workout clothes if I'm not going to do anything? Second thing is to make it exciting. I try and have a podcast in mind where I'm like, oh, that new podcast is out that I've been wanting to listen to and it's 45 minutes. So that's perfect. I'll go on a walk for 15 minutes and then do a 30 minute workout and I can listen to the whole podcast. So if you want to do that with our podcast, even on Tuesdays, oh, nice. on Tuesdays, maybe that can be a really motivating day for you because you can listen to our podcast while you, while you exercise. I think that's such an amazing way to make it a little bit more fun for you and something to look forward to. Also, when it comes to working out, when you're really not feeling like it, like when I'm really not feeling like it, you have to think of it one step at a time, literally one thing at a time. Don't think about, oh, I have to do this 30 minute workout. Literally think of, okay, I have one push up to do. You do the push up, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever workout you're doing, like one rep. Mm-hmm. And then when you go on, think of just the next rep. Okay, I have to do one more push up. Okay, I have one more. Like I do this with burpees because burpees will be the actual death of me. Like they kill me. Oh my gosh. I and I hate burpees. them so much. And then when I, I do one and I'm like, I have to do 10 of these freaking things, I just have to think of like, okay, one more, one more, one more. And then you're done with your workout and you're like, oh, I pushed through that. And, and if you do anything like that, just, one thing at a time and really focus on it and follow all the way through with it, it'll be so much easier to do the next thing. But when you're looking ahead and you're like, oh my gosh, just dreading everything, that's why you procrastinate. And that's why we procrastinate going to the gym or, you know, getting work done is because we're thinking of it as so overwhelming, but just take it, just start and do one little thing at a time. Even if it is just putting on your shoes and then think, okay, now that I put my shoes on, I'm going to go put my mat on the ground. Okay. Got my mat. Now I'm going to grab my bands. Now I'm going to start my timer. I'm going to push start on the timer. Okay. Now the timer's going. I guess I got to start going. Yes. Whatever it is. I have, I have so, one more. It's so good. I have one more little tip. Something that I've been doing lately is like, instead of having it be such a production where it's like, oh, I'm doing this hour workout, you know, and it's super intense with weights. Sometimes I'll just say like, I'm going to do a hundred squats today mm-hmm. and I'll just do four sets of 25 squats. And that's yeah. literally my whole workout. But then the next day I'm so sore because mm-hmm. it's like, it is a good workout on your legs. Or you can do that with crunches or push-ups, or you can do like little circuits where you're like, okay, today I'm just going to do hundred squats and a hundred crunches and yeah. not in, not in a row, but just do like a few sets of 25 of each. That's a really good workout. Like mm-hmm. just something to get your body moving. And to me, that's way less intense than like, you know, knowing that you're going into like an hour workout with a bunch of weights. That's like way more of a production versus just like something that you don't need any, yeah. you know, anything but yourself for. It's definitely. Nice. And it's a good way to start too, because mm-hmm. it depends on what your workout goals are. Because if you're trying to, you know, see this progress and you're trying to, you know, gain muscle for something, whatever, obviously you want to go, you know, do these like weightlifting and all this stuff that's going to really tone up your body. And, and you're going to be able to see the progress because you're working on the same things all the time. For me specifically, I can only speak for myself. My only goal with working out is to be healthy is mm-hmm. to, you know, move my body. I know how good it is for me. Like I want to relieve stress. I just sleep better. I'm happier throughout the day. I, it just improves everything in my life when mm-hmm. I'm active. So literally that's my goal is just be active. So I will find any way to do it. Even when we were in Newport, like before when my, I was just like so stressed out about working out, I would like, it was like a whole production that I wanted to go do. But now it's just actually a fun part of my vacation when I'm like, Hey, this morning, like we went down to the beach and we did, you know, a 
30 minute ab workout and it was just like some random ab workout. And then we did like yoga on the beach one day or we went um, and like just ran down. It's like, I don't run all the time, but it's just like, Hey, let's just do this thing. Let's ride bikes or let's go play tennis. And it's like, that's when it becomes fun and part of your routine and you're not thinking of it as a chore. Even TikTok dances, I'm not joking. No, literally, Sometimes, I will count that as my cardio on I'm Tuesday not, and Thursday. Totally. You yeah. have days where you do TikTok dances? No, days when I do cardio. Oh. Yeah. You're like, Tuesday and Thursday are my TikTok dances. <laughs> I'm like, why am I not invited? No, like two, I do cardio on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and sometimes Saturdays. Yeah. It is seriously, I will get so sweaty and mm-hmm. like work up a sweat and sometimes the next day I'm sore from doing that. So that's oh, a same. great way. Learn a few TikTok You know dances. that dance we just did where we were like, um, is it Beyonce or which one is that? The wait, 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 hold up. Oh, wait. Nicki Minaj. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to everybody. <laughs> my <laughs> neck was so sore from that. Yeah. The next day I was driving, I was like, oh my gosh, my neck is sore. I was wondering what it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's from TikTok dancing. Yeah. It's no joke. No. Okay, this one's fun. Hey, girls, listening to the podcast while going on walks has been my favorite thing during the past few months. I cannot thank you enough. I'm heading off to college next semester, and I could really use some help. I've grown up homeschooled and really never had any boys as friends, let alone boyfriends. She did like a stressed out emoji face. (laughs) I'm basically a complete amateur at talking with getting to know guys, and I'd love some advice. I'm pretty shy, mainly because I am super awkward and don't want people to know. Do you guys mind this? Oh, do guys mind this? Do I need to be, do you guys? I'm like, I hate that you're shy. Uh, do I need to be confident? I know that's probably important, but I don't want to seem cocky at all. Thanks so much. Okay, Confidence is key. Confidence is so attractive. Think about what you're attracted to in guys, like confidence. Um, really, that's the main thing. Is yeah. if, if they're confident in themselves, no matter what, like Ever noticed how even a guy, if they're not attractive at all, but they're like super funny and confident, you're like, somehow you're hot. Oh, yeah. Like the second they start talking, you're like, okay, I see where you're going now. Like, (laughs) I see. I see what everyone's talking about. (laughs) Truthfully, the way that you hold yourself, you have to – I know people don't like like just fake it till you make it or like trick yourself. But if you start telling yourself like boys love me, like boys will literally just like – boys will notice me all the time. Like they'll want to come talk to me like – you start telling yourself that and you are confident when you walk into a room. Not again, this is not co- this is not cocky. No. And not saying like I'm when you when you're cocky, you think you're better than other people. When you're confident, you know that you're worthy and you're, you know, you are enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so not to say you walk into a room and you're like, I'm hotter than all of these girls. That's not the right way to go about it. If you walk into a room and you're like, guys want to talk to me, guys are attracted to me, you know, guys want to spend time with me, whatever. And you tell yourself that, that's the energy you're going to exude. And guys will be attracted to that. They 100%. Will, you know, they'll want to come approach you and, and say something to you. And, and you can tell when a girl is like confident that guys love that. I, I remember one, I don't remember who it was, but one of my friends, my guy friends was like, I love when girls wear bikinis. And I was like, ew, pervert. Like, why? Like, why are you saying that? And he Wait, was like, who no. said this? I don't remember who it was. Oh, it was Brantley. It was Brantley. My friend Brantley. He was like, I love when girls wear bikinis. And I was like, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't like, know when I said who. I thought I could. I didn't know if you said my brother or my friend. That's why I said oh, who. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm like name them by name. Call them <laughs> What's out. What's our last name? No, and I was like, why? Like I was like kind of joking around, like ew, gross. And he was like, no, it's not because of that. It's because when a girl has the confidence to wear a bikini, like that's what's hot to me. And I'm like, I love that. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. Like that's so true. And not that you have to. I'm like, so wear scandalous <laughs> clothes. But it's like the confidence it takes to put yourself out there. Guys love that. Like mm-hmm. again. Talking to boys is a different story because it takes. I think that just takes practice. I yeah. think if you're not used to it, start getting on Tinder, start talking to guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get I a don't sugar daddy. I don't have Tinder. <laughs> I'm like selfie pictures. 
<laughs> okay. Hello. I'm in some desperate need of advice from the two of you. In December, I found the perfect guy for me. He truly is one of a kind and my person. However, there are some major obstacles such as his family. I've always wanted to be close with my in-laws, but after meeting his family and spending a week with them at their home, I would rather do anything than be in their presence. My family anything? is- my family is far from perfect, but his is just awful. For for example, his 10-year-old brother, Chelsea, what? This is her actual sad situation. For example, his 10-year-old brother says every swear word in the book, which is fine unless it's towards you. She just puts a thumbs up. He will also scream at the top of his lungs and cry until he gets what he wants. And of course he gets it. We went on a trip with his family and his little brother ruined it because we had to do everything he wanted. And he made us miserable if we decided against his wishes. His dad will talk to us like we're stupid and still 16. We are both in our mid-20s. He also will not let things go and is not afraid to say the rudest things to your face. For example, he called me stupid the first one minute of meeting him. I am not exaggerating. What? As for his sister, imagine a Karen. <laughs> I can't. Oh, no. Imagine a Karen, but on steroids, which makes me so sad because I wanted a sister-in-law I could be close to. Anyway, how do I get past this? It's so hard for me to bite my tongue when he brings up his family. And if we were to get married, I don't know if I can handle them being around the rest of my life. He loves his family, and I can tell he has emotional trauma from his dad, but he never stands up to them unless they are being rude to me, which is often. Help. What do I do? Amazing. Sis, sis the thing is, when you marry someone, you are marrying into their family. Yeah. It is— like it's not it, something that you can avoid. No, it is a package deal. And I think it would be one thing if he was like, my family's nuts, let's bounce. But the fact that he's like, I love my family. Like I want to, you know, if he yeah. still wants to be close to them, you have to either 100% accept the situation. If you're marrying mm -hmm. him, you have to know exactly what you're getting you yourself into. You have to into. develop very thick skin. And, and, and by doing that, it doesn't mean like you don't care about them. It's just understanding that what they say has nothing to actually do with you. But that's taking on a huge challenge Yes. in order to like be in, you know, it's one thing to have a comment here or there, but if you're around them all the time, especially, you know, if you have kids, it's like, that's their grandparents. They're, they're going to want to see their grandkids all the time. It's like, you will have to deal with that all the time for the rest of your life. So you have to understand what you're getting yourself into if you're prepared for that. And if you genuinely are one of those people who is just like, oh, what they say doesn't affect me. They can call me stupid. I know I'm not. So I just love them regardless. Amazing for you. But if you're not ready for that yet, I'm like. <laughs> break the yeah. break the tie. It's time to run. No, I think if you're exactly you said, if you're prepared for for what's about to come, and and also if you think it's worth it, it sounds like a nightmare to be honest. If you think it's worth it, if you truly think this is your person, and you're like, there's no doubt in my mind, like I 100% want to marry him, and mm -hmm. like there's no one else for me, then that's one thing. But if there are any doubts, ooh, I would bounce now because truly, yeah. you are getting yourself into something that is for a lifetime. So yes. it's not just next year. It's not just for the next few weeks. It's going to be your whole life. Yeah. And if you're ready to set some serious boundaries, mm -hmm. like, and if you're able to have that conversation, um, like, Hey, we're getting serious. These are the boundaries I have. Tell your husband or your boyfriend first, and then, you know, have that conversation with your in-laws and have open, again, open communication, let them know, do what you need to do. However they act is, is on them. Also, I think it's a huge red flag. I don't know exactly his relationship. Like you said, he still loves his family, which there's nothing wrong with loving his family. But it's what scares me is when girls get into a relationship and like they do have kind of a family that's a little, you know, controlling mm -hmm. or a little out there and the husband is like on their side. Yeah. It's that's like, when Trust it sucks. me, that's not going to be fun for you. Unless no. he 100% understands where you're coming from and he's like, I completely get why you would feel that way. Like truly when you get married – it's kind of like, not that he's choosing you over them, but it's like, that's kind of your new family. Yeah. It's like, you're going to have kids, maybe. I don't know if you want kids, but it's like, did she say something about that? I don't think she did. 
you know, you're getting married to him. If you guys have kids, that's your new family. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, you still love your parents, obviously, but it's like who you're going to be around him. Yeah. You know, um, way more than they are. Yeah. And I don't know. You just have to decide if that's worth it to you. Yeah. I forgot my train of thought and now I'm like just talking out of your butt. Just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just making crap up. <laughs> no, I literally forgot my whole, like my whole reason for saying that, but yeah, you just have to be prepared and know what you are getting. Yeah. Because into. that is not easy to deal with. Also with kids, um, that are bratty like that, he will grow up eventually. So like, like the 10 year old. kid. Yeah. So, you know, it won't be the rest of your life. It'll be a 10 year old kid, but that entire energy in of itself will be there. Well, and like the sister being a Karen, like it's crazy that every single one of them has major issues. issues like yeah. normally there's like one in the family. You're like, eh, okay. But it's like to have every single sibling be like yeah. crazy, that's a little bit much. Yeah. And those situations too, sometimes the parents try to control and like, okay, we'll pay for the whole trip, but you have to do everything with us, blah, blah, blah. And like <gasps> those situations, oh. it's important to let them know, hey, we're going to come, but we're doing our own thing. So yeah. like we will come to whatever you want to – like if you plan something, let us know. We'll let you know if we're going to come or not, but you're not in control of what we're doing. No, that's what I always say about – like I think I'm just maybe more independent than some people, but like I don't know. I feel like it's your life and you control – you can't let other people control what you're doing. Like yeah. I don't have controlling in-laws at all and my family isn't at all either. So really I don't have to deal with that, but it's like – I just imagine if someone was like, you have to be doing this with our family. And this, I'd be like, no, like, yeah. sorry, I do what I want. It's like, this is our family now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, we're going to make our own decisions. Yeah, exactly. You cannot be under the control of other people. No. The room we are in right now is pitch it's black. It's black. Yeah. I, I can't even see you. It's literally so dark. <laughs> and it got so dark so fast. Literally cannot even see you, Chelsea. Um, well, thank you guys for writing in all these amazing stories or not stories <laughs> all these hilarious <laughs> stories we love laughing at your suffering um no thank you for writing in about things you need advice on we need to do more episodes like this cause it's so it's so fun i feel like we're like chatting with you guys mm-hmm. even though we're not we're but chatting kind of, at we you. are thank you guys so much for listening thank you for all your support last month was the most downloads we've ever gotten you guys oh yeah which is insane. really amazing so thank you guys so much for all of your support especially during these trying times if you guys want to follow along with our um, Instagram, our podcast Instagram, go to at what we said podcast and also our personal accounts, our Instagram accounts will be linked below. Right, Chelsea? You're in charge right. of that. Okay. Because I don't remember what you ever linked. So. Always. Always and forever. <laughs> Thank you guys How for I listening. I going to do that even though you've never done that in front of me before. Because <laughs> we're soulmates. Aww. We love you guys. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.